Hi, I'm Sebastian Kadlicek, the creator of Kinse. Hi, I'm Kit Steinkellner, the writer of Kinse. I'm Emma Steinkellner, the illustrator of Kinse. And you're and listening, listening to, to Outside the Lawn. <laughs> we nailed it. Hey everybody, so another great interview here from uh, Fan Expo 2021 with Thinking Outside the Long Box. Today we are talking to James Powell, uh, creator, writer of House of Fear, uh, local to us from Fort Collins. Uh, we don't always get to talk to people that are local, so it's always kind of cool when you explain where you're from and they go, yeah, I know where that's at. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great to be here. and Yeah, it's uh, so much excitement just to be back on the con floor. Um, I used to live in Denver, actually, so it was easy to just hop on the tram and get get down here. But now that I'm in Fort Collins, it's a little bit more of a journey, but yeah, not too bad. Kind of a pain in the butt, but not not too bad. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about House of Fear, like where the inspiration for it came from, like what moves you to do a horror comic. <laughs> so, House of Fear is actually Goosebumps meets Tales from the Crypt. Uh, so, it's got a little bit of a Scooby Doo vibe. It's my goal is to uh, teach kids to sh the the joy of reading scary comics uh my son was actually born on halloween um and one day he came to me and said dad how come you never i can never read any of your comics that you make and it kind of struck me it's like oh maybe i should write a, a comic for kids and the next day we sat down at the dinner table and i pitched some ideas and uh off we went so I, I, being born on Halloween, and I, I'm a huge horror fan. I, it's all, it's like a prerequisite. I have to make sure that he enjoys horror when he's older. <laughs> and this was, <laughs> this was just the first step for me was to start teaching him, is to share some comics with him. So uh, we'll see how that goes. So you know, talking about like goosebumps and tales from the crypt, you know, they're they're really like iconic like concepts, kind of like in our minds. You know, they're they're out there in like the zeitgeist. What are some of your favorite like kind of anthology, you know, style comics and TV shows that you drew inspiration from? Uh, you know, as far as TV shows go, I was a big. Uh, this is going to date me maybe, but uh, Amazing Stories, and oh, okay. uh, I guess that would have been eighties uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea. Although these are horror comics, uh, they're obviously not scary because they're you know intended for kids, and the, the idea is to get them interested in scary. Um, so I, I, I'm focusing more on the fantasy element, the the monsters that come out come out and kind of grow out of the sewer or uh, and a, uh, a monster in the woods kind of thing. And I'm trying to focus more, instead of on the scares, I'm trying to focus on some of the, the fantasy elements and the excitement that comes with some of those stories. And I think uh, Amazing Stories as a kid really did it for me. You know, it's it's awesome. Like in the '80s, there was so much great media that revolved around like kids saving the day. You know, like Goonies or Flight of the Navigator, things like that. Uh, do you find yourself trying to trying to draw like that kind of story out of it, where like the kids are the heroes? No doubt about it. Exactly. Um, and one of the things I have, I have a set of rules I follow when I write these books, and. Uh, all of them are, you know, kid-centric. The adults are hardly ever there. You know, they, I find a reason why there's no... Like in modern horror movies, they have to, get, they have to find a reason why uh, 
the teenagers who are getting killed, for example, don't have access to a cell phone, right? Right. Uh, so my goal is to make sure, well, how can I get rid of the parents in this one to make sure that the kids have to save the day? Right. Uh, and I think that's what kids enjoy the most out of the comic is that as they go to class every day or their parents, they have so many people in charge. They never get to be free and make their own decisions. I mean, as a parent and a teacher, your goal is to get them there. But uh, but sometimes you just got to tell them what to do. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So they make all the decisions, the good and the bad in my stories. And I think that's what the kids enjoy most is the fact that at the end of the day, the kids defeated the monster. That's awesome. Although I will admit, some of my stories, the kids don't defeat the monster. Sometimes the monster wins. <laughs> <laughs> my... Uh, <laughs> It's funny, speaking of dating ourselves, like, the way to get rid of our parents in the 80s was to be at home, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, you know, it's awesome to see, like, somebody taking up, you know, making scary things for kids. Like, you know, I'm a huge horror fan. My daughter, you know, she's 10, but now she's getting into Supernatural. She loves Ghost Adventures. Nice, I love to hear it. Stuff like that. Like, what age range do you think you know, your comic probably appeals to the best or is kind of designed for? So I started writing them for the middle grade, which is roughly 7 to 12. Um, But I've kind of been talking to my audience, my fans who come back every year or follow me online. And to be honest with you, it turns out that 50% of them are actually adults, (laughs) adults (laughs) with no kids who are just interested in, I don't want to say they're they're feel-good stories, but it's just a clean fun, exciting 20, 40 pages. Um, but for the most part, it's it's that kids who are, you know, excited and energetic about storytelling and they're just interested in new creatures and new monsters. And uh, so, my, like I said, my goal is the 7 to 12 age group. That's awesome. You know, so when I was when I was young, I collected the, the little rubber monster in my pocket. Oh, yeah, things. yeah. Like, what were some of the things that, like, drew you into, like, horror and, like, spooky stuff when you were, when you were a kid? You know, it's funny. I, uh, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't consider myself a horror fan when I was younger. Um, I was, uh, as a kid, I was much more into, like, G.I. Joe and Spider-Man and Star Wars and Indiana Jones and stuff like that. Um, but the, one, the first horror movie I saw was, uh, My Bloody Valentine. Okay. My brother somehow snuck me That's into a an orange off point <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think I was like eight or nine. Yeah. And I was like, I can still remember the theater. I can still remember key scenes from that movie. And I'm like, how? I, I don't know if I should like slap my brothers for taking me or give them a high five because that shaped my life. But, uh, but yeah, it wasn't until I would say even after college that I started feeling that oh my god I love horror movies and it almost dawned on me when I was you know 25 it's like oh I'm a horror fan nice. I, I just it's funny because like some you see kids even at the con it's like their parents kind of groom them that way and you could just tell that that kid's interested from a young age and so to hear myself tell you this it's, it's just almost kind of funny that I had to be an adult before I realized who I am. <laughs> no, I, there's probably a lot of people that are like that when it comes to like their fandoms and stuff. Yeah. Or they're like, I mean, when we grew up, it was bad. Like, it was bad to be like, oh, I'm a giant nerd about this one thing. Like, you know, you got made fun of and stuff. And that's now, true. That's true. And now you can just own it, <laughs> yeah, which is exactly. awesome. I love that. The yeah. fact that 
my son can take a comic book to class and he's not ridiculed, but instead people are like, oh, oh I want to read reading? that. Yeah. <laughs> and there, before COVID, I, I went to classrooms and talked about how comics are made and uh, in and around, like, uh, up near Fort Collins in Denver. And uh, I would, just the kids would listen to me and they would just be, like, so wide-eyed and they would be like, some, some of the kids in, like, second grade or first grade, they... They it almost didn't. They didn't know that someone made these things. Right. They just saw them in the library at a shop, and they oh I love this thing. But I walked in and go yeah I make comic and I would hold it up and kids would be like wait someone makes these, and then they would like if my son was in that class they would turn to him and go your dad makes comics yeah and it's suddenly like my son is like the all star oh it's like he's bring it's like he's bringing an astronaut to bring your parent to work day it's like the coolest thing ever. (laughs) So, yeah, I do love to see that kids, uh, as they're growing up, seem to have a little bit more freedom. They're not ridiculed for enjoying. I mean, why be ridiculed for what you're into? What you enjoy. Oh, you yeah. like certain kind of music? Who cares? It's just what you like to listen to. So. <laughs> it used to be a way big deal. Now it used it's to not. be. Not anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as we're kind of, like, wrapping up, like, how can people find the comic? Like, how can they find you online? Like, you know, what are the ways for our fans to get to you? So, uh, Dark Horse published a an, an anthology of the first five stories. So you can find that on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble. Um, other than that, uh, I do a lot of kickstarting for these issues just to kind of get the word out and to kind of help make some money uh, at local cons, but also on uh, jameswpowell.com. Awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for your time, man. Like, your book looks awesome. I'm going to pick one up for my 10-year-old here in a second because <laughs> she loves this stuff. Like, she's she's as big of a horror dork as I yeah. am. So <laughs> That's great to hear. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for your time. Yeah, man. thanks we for really coming appreciate by. I appreciate it. Is a barren space production. <laughs>